Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of River City Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Our mission is to awaken people to the transforming presence and power of God's love. To find out more, visit rivercitychurch.com and thanks for listening. We sang a song a few minutes ago that said, you're never going to let me down. 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 Talking to God, like singing to God, you're never going to let me down. Now, if you're like me, the first thing I have to get through is all my theological hurdles about that. Can God let, am I supposed to say that he owes me something and he's not going to let, I let him down, he doesn't let me, and work through all that. And you just have to decide if you're going to have a relationship with your theology or if you want to have a relationship with him. And because we can hide behind, and theology is good, like what, you know, believing right things is a good thing, but it's only good because it opens us up to have a relationship with him. So you say, you're never going to let me down. Anybody have a hard time saying that? It's Okay. You might have a hard time saying that over here. Okay. Um, last week, if you were here, if you caught it online, I had a message planned, and I kind of planned my stuff. Like, I'm usually could tell you what I'm supposed to be talking about five or six weeks from now. That doesn't mean I have the sermon written. It just means I usually have a trajectory, okay? And then... Last week, I was overwhelmed during worship that God wanted us to talk about faith. And I was just as clear as anything. I was like, if I talk about what I've prepared, it's at the point where it feels like it would be disobedient to talk about anything else other than faith. I just sensed the Holy Spirit constraining me to that. So this week, I was like, that's awesome because that means this week um, I can preach that sermon that I've already, it's like I've got some free time. So after the service, I was like, ooh, you know, that's neat, you know. Well, all week long, really beginning on Tuesday, uh, we were doing some staff worship, and I felt like we can't move on from faith. Uh, I've had this passage in James, James 5, 13, in my spirit all week. And I am thoroughly convinced that God wants to increase the faith in our church. I have faith that God wants to increase the faith in our church. Some of us If, if, if this little teaching podium here is all in vulnerable faith, some of us like to stay here because we can get let down over there. That's childlike. And when you get older... You stop coming to God as a child because you're an adult. And now you've got logic and reason. You've understood pain and sorrow. 
You've asked for things that did not happen. And you start holding on to other things that are true, like God's sovereign, which he is. But you can use that as a force field around you so that you don't have to put yourself in a position of a child. And see, you go, I want to have faith like this person. I want to be strong like this person. I want to have faith like that person. I want to be strong like this person. And see, God's just really just uncovered some of this stuff for me personally because I have this need to be strong. I always have. It's this deep lie in me that needs to be strong. I need to be strong for everybody and everything. Okay? And I think what God is teaching me and I think what he wants to teach you is that some of us aren't weak enough for faith. Some of us aren't weak enough. You go, okay, now I have a new assignment. Now I gotta make myself weak. Good gosh, Jared. Now, you look at these pictures in the Bible. Thinking about that lady during worship, man, that just pushed her way through the crowd to grab Jesus. That was, that was weak and desperate. Okay, she's like the bottom of his robe, the tassel, and I've just got to get close to this guy because I need mercy. And mercy is a very weak place. Needing mercy is a very weak place to be. It's a very weak position. But I'm just becoming increasingly convinced that we can't come to him any other way because every time I bring him my strength and all the things that I know and all the things that I can do and all the things that I can offer, it's hard. he can't really use it. It just burns up immediately. It's like flash paper. Because he needs, he needs my weakness. That's all I have to give him. I read a quote this week, or heard a quote this week from Bill Johnson that says, faith is not unreasonable. It is superior reason because it moves with the mind of Christ. And my, I, I may even said this last week, this is an unrealistic thing. The evidence of things, like the, the confidence in what we hope for, the evidence in things not seen, like the definition of faith. I'm like, that's, you know, that's unreasonable. Or it's superior reason because we can't see what's happening in the spirit realm. When we have the mind of Christ, we understand to think the way of the one that has all authority in heaven and earth. Maybe, maybe the things that seem unreasonable here in the temporal world, the things that seem unreasonable here in the tangible world are completely reasonable in the world of the spirit where Christ moves and acts and does his business. It has effects here when we cooperate and the temporal meets the eternal, right? And then boom, like a miracle happens. James 5, 13 through 17. I want to read it to you in two different translations. This is Jesus' half-brother, James. Different dads. (laughs) I love that joke. I don't care. I love it. I told myself, laugh, don't laugh. It's my favorite joke. All right. Is anyone among you in trouble? 
Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make them well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Now, if there's anybody that I can fool, um, it's not my brother. I grew up with him. He's seen me at my worst. So I don't know the age difference on James and Jesus when Jesus was growing up in the household of Mary and Joseph. But here we have James really just kind of going all in. He's made his peace with the fact that Jesus was Lord, right? Like, he's, he's made his peace with it. And there were times where you see in the Gospels, Jesus' family doubted. Like, his mom and his brothers and sisters were trying to come get him, and he'd be in a meeting and ministering to people, and they would say, your brothers and your sisters are trying to get you to come outside. What's going on? What are you doing? And he would say, listen, my spiritual family is actually right here. The ones that are, these are my mothers. These are my brothers. These are my sisters. The ones who have faith and the one who sent me. So his family had to learn, but he did. He did learn. I want to read it to you in a different translation, the Passion Translation. Are there any believers in your fellowship suffering great hardship and distress? Encourage them to pray. Are they happy? Are there happy, cheerful ones among you? Encourage them to sing out their praises. Are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of? The prayer of? For those in the back, the prayer of? Will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, they will be forgiven. Confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. Elijah was a man with human frailties, just like all of us, but he prayed and received supernatural answers. He actually shut the heavens over the land so there would be no rain for three and a half years. Then he prayed and the skies opened up over the land so that the rain came again and produced the harvest. I read this verse in so many translations this week. You should read it in the message as well, uh, Eugene Peterson's uh, kind of commentary translation. Read it in the NIV. Read it in the King James. Read it in all of them. There's three things that are consistent that come out of it. The first is this. If things are going well, sing praise, testimony, worship, encouragement. Encourage others as an overflow. Second thing is this. If you need a miracle, pray. Hardship, distress, sickness. Is anyone in trouble? Is anyone sick? Is anyone suffering? Pray. And the third is this. Don't just pray. Pray with. 
Pray with faith. N.T. Wright wrote this, heaven and earth meet when in the spirit someone calls on the name of the Lord. And it means what it means and does what it does because God's new time has broken into the continuing time of this sad old world so that the person praying stands with one foot in the place of trouble, sickness, and sin and the other foot in the place of healing, forgiveness, and hope. Prayer then brings the latter to bear on the former. If we pray with faith, we're praying, heaven invade this temporal moment. Eternal Lord, invade this temporal moment. Bring that reality, that heaven reality, into this temporal moment. When you pray with faith, that's what you're asking God to do. I don't, have any, I, don't, I don't have enough faith for that, Jared. Remind you of the interaction that Jesus had last week with the, with the father that was trying to believe that his son could be uh, delivered from this demon. I believe, but help my unbelief. I believe to a certain degree, but help because there's a large part of me that doesn't believe. Some of you look at other people in this church and you say, oh, spiritual, I, I'll never have that. I'll never have this. I'll never have that kind of faith. I'll never have that kind of faith. It's not about having that kind of faith. That person's not strong. God's met them in their weakness. That was birthed in desperation. There's a furnace that births a certain kind of faith. Okay, and it's when you are at the end of the limb and if God doesn't come through, he graciously lets us walk out on that limb. In his kindness, he lets us walk out there so that he can come through. But where you're at is where you're at. Well, I don't have the kind of faith to participate in these kinds of Sundays. That's a lie. That's not from you. That's from Satan. That's not from God. That's from, that's, that is a lie that has been planted in your mind or you have experienced something and it has taken root in your heart and it needs to be ripped up. You know that sound when you pull off the roots and you hear them breaking? Like, I hear that right now. I just, mm, you know that, like tearing of the roots? There are some deep ingrained lies in hearts in this room and it's time to move past it. It's time to move past it, okay? So what I want us to do today, I, the first thing I wanna do is I want to invite my friend Gary up. Everybody say, hi, Gary. Hey, Gary. Boom, and he emerges. Gary uh, reached out to me after last Sunday and just shared some things that God did personally for him. And, you know, if, if you're happy, if there's anyone um, in, a, in a good place, right, let them sing praises, let them praise what God has done. Let them testify what God has done. Let them share others what God has done. And I just wanted you guys to hear a little bit about what Gary and I were talking about. Hey. So uh, this story starts um, on Friday. I'm in my car with my son, and uh, he is asking for a toy. He wants to go to Target, and uh, he's eating uh, lunch 
I'm like, dude, we can't go to Target now. Can't bring lunch into Target. And he's like, well, but I want it now. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. We'll do it afterwards on our way back from my house. We'll come back. We'll go to Target in like two hours, three hours. He's like, no, no, no. I want this toy now. And I'm, I'm reasoning with my son, like, hey, man, it's okay. It's only a couple hours. You're going to make it. And, uh, <laughs> and as I'm telling him this, I'm processing with Jesus, like with the Father, like, because there's things in my life that I've been praying for. There's this, over, this, this thing that, like, God has put on me, and he's made a desire of my heart, and he's withheld this thing, and... Uh, and as he's, as I'm telling my son this, God is talking to me and he's saying, see, like, can you just wait? Can you be patient? You know, like, my son can't wait two hours and I can't wait whatever, another 10 days, 15 year. For him, that's nothing. And he looks at me and he's like, you can handle this, you can handle this. So, so, so fast forward to Sunday morning and uh, I'm in worship, and I, I'm just telling God, like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to listen to you. I'm, I'm just done with you. Like, I don't know what to do with this. I am just feel totally spent. And just as I say that, Jared comes up on stage, and he said, there's some, there's some people here. Uh, and he started talking about um, that they're, you know, spiritual gift faith, and that's my spiritual gift. And I'm like, nope, mm-mm. I'm not listening to this. Like, I don't want to hear any of this. And so, and so he keeps talking. I'm like, oh, no, this is for me. <laughs> like, and I, I didn't want it to be for me. I just wanted to be angry and grumpy about it. Like my son just sitting in that, in his, his chair, he wanted to just be angry about it. And so, uh, and so the, um, you asked him to come forward. And I said, all right. I mean, I'd be completely disobedient if I don't come forward. Um, but I didn't want to. Um, and so I come forward, and um, I'm waiting. And I think, it was, I think it was Mac that prayed for me. I don't know. It's kind of like when you're standing there, they're kind of like Batman. They, like, swoop in, and then, like, you don't see who it is, and they leave. It's really cool, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the prayer team is like Batman. Yeah, they are. They really are. That's been my experience every time. I never know who, when they're come, they scare me. Um, I'm like, oh, you know, and then, and then when they're done, I go to look up and they're totally gone. And I have no idea who it was. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, but it sounded, it sounded like Mac. So, yeah. um, <laughs> sorry, that was tangential. Uh, so, uh, where was I going with that? Okay. So Mac prays for me. He goes, he's like, um, I see, I see like a, a toy soldier and like God wants to give you this toy and he's like unwrapping it. I'm like, what the? <laughs> like, I really had one. I'm like, so I'm starting to weep. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh, God, like how could he have known that I literally just had this conversation with my son about a toy and him wanting a toy. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm weeping and like God, I just knew God saw me. And, um, and, then, and then to you know, put a cap on it, Jared in the middle of service like stops 
and looks at me and says, you know, Gary, um, if you don't have, or you don't have because you didn't ask. And I'm like, all right, God. Like, <laughs> you, that's, okay. So anyway, um, it was an amazing moment. It was awesome. And so the, the, the takeaway that I have from that, the thing that I kind of wrap my head around is there's a scene in this movie, Hitch. I don't know if you've seen Hitch. But um, Hitch is teaching him how to, like, go in for the first kiss. And he's like, he's like, okay, you go 90, and she goes 10, right? <laughs> and you don't go the full 100. And, uh, and, and the interesting thing about God is, like, God says, I just need you to go, like, 0.0001%. And I'm going to go 99.999. So I need to just get up here and walk to the front here. And he was going to meet the rest of that. And so, yeah. Awesome. Gary's my new friend, so some of you guys meet Gary. All right. Um, you know, James says, call the elders. And um, there, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is, hey, man, definitely want church leaders praying over people. Two is, if someone was sick, they were probably making a house visit, uh, kind of a ministry call. But the most important reason is, he says, the prayer of a, uh, of, of a righteous person, so someone with godly character, not a perfect person, someone with godly character. So that doesn't mean that he says only let the elders pray, and that's why here you'll have all sorts of different people in the church that are, that are prayer ministers. Uh, it's, it's, prayer is not a position. Uh, except if you're a believer, you can pray. So what I want to do is we're going to do prayer ministry time right now, and it's going to be the way that we always do it combined with some of you. Um, I, I want you to take a step. Uh, we've got oil, um, and we want to anoint you with oil, and we want to pray in faith, okay? And in order to pray in faith, that means uh, I, want you to, I want you to be willing to communicate. You don't have to. You can give a little bit of, of intel on what you're asking God for, you know, a, a little bit if it's very, very personal and you don't want to share it. But um, I want you to say, this is, what I'm, this is what I need. I need a miracle, and this is what it looks like. Okay? I need a miracle, and this is what it looks like. And if, you're, and if for you, it's I don't have faith, I want you to come down here, and I want you to stand right here, and I want you to say, I don't have any faith, and I want you to pray that God will give, like, restore it. And I believe he'll honor that. I have faith that he'll honor that. If something's been stolen from you, I believe that he'll restore it. If something's been taken from you, man, I used to be this, I used to be that. If that was stolen from you, if that was choked out, if something happened, tragic, and the enemy has his tentacles around that, Jesus can break those off by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he can give you back what was stolen. And it'll look differently. It'll look better. Renewal is better than the first time. Right? People are like, man, God's going to restore us back. We're going to be like Adam and Eve. No, re no, resurrected bodies are actually better than original bodies. Everything that he does, restorative, renewing, redeeming, it's better than even the first version before it got bad. The re all the R words, the renewal, redeeming, 
restoring, all those wonderful words that belong to the Lord, they're better than, than the first version, okay? Because they come on the other side of something. It's that joy that only comes on the other side of something difficult, okay? So if you want to pray with me, um, I want you to, oh, Ryan. If you want to pray with me, I want you to come down here and pray with me. If you're on the prayer ministry team, if you're a part of that, and listen, we're gonna pray, we're gonna anoint with oil, and, but the normal way that you guys pray, if God gives you something else to pray over them, do it. If you need, some, if you need to confess something, Jemima, you can come on up. If you need to confess something to the Lord, I, I believe that sometimes inner healing, physical healing, all of those things can be intertwined. But if there's something that you need to let go of, if you're harboring an offense, if you're harboring unforgiveness, if you're harboring sin against someone and you need to make it right with the Lord now with the idea that you're gonna make it right when you leave or that person is here and you need to come to them now and make it right, this is the moment to make it right. I believe we have grace right now for redemption and relationships. I just think this is a moment for us, okay? So Jemima's gonna play. Some prayer ministers, please come down. Everybody stand. Step one, everyone must be standing. Step two, all right? Okay? If you need prayer, okay, if you need prayer, we're going to spend the next 15 minutes praying over you. If you need to go get your children at 1140, go get your children at 1140. Bring them back because I have an announcement about a really good announcement that I want to share with you uh, after this time of prayer, just an update, but a, but a positive update. So um, Jemima's going to play. If you need prayer, prayer of faith, there's something that you are longing for. You need a breakthrough in your life. Come down here, and we're going to pray with you.